0: Five, four, three, two, one. Overtime.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the third episode of Overtime. I'm your host Jacob Hujic, and with me today is Brandon Williams, hey, and Taylor Severn.
2: Where is Sombra when you need her?
1: (laughs) We're back. We took a bit of a break. Uh, I had a well, I had a bit of a family emergency, but everything's sorted out now. So we're back. We're on our third episode. And today we're going to be covering. Well, there's been a lot. We're going to be covering uh, Jeff Kaplan's interview with uh, Eurogamer. There was a patch just today. Uh, Overwatch has hit. Or yeah, Overwatch has hit over 10 million players. Overwatch.
0: Um, we're talking about Rocket League.
1: <laughs> well, uh, no, not not today. But uh, Rocket League does seem to be doing pretty well recently. It must be because we covered it on our other show, Press Data Podcast. Go check it out. Um... Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much the rundown of our show until we get to the end where we're going to be talking about McCree uh, and how to use him, how to counter him, his story and whatnot. But let's get right into it, guys. Um, I want to start off with asking, have you guys found that your hero roster has changed at all since uh, the game's
0: been out? You're talking about the heroes that we per- yeah, like that frequently you, that you use? use.
2: Yeah. Because yeah, I don't yeah, think it's actually changed physically. No. Physically no. <laughs> I mean
1: again, Sombra, maybe. I mean unless future, you're
0: hacking but... the game, you know. <laughs> but I make
1: my own heroes. Own. Um but Brandon, uh, have you have you noticed that you're using different characters?
0: Uh yeah, I'm starting to use a lot more support characters. Uh I've been trying to use Symmetra every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um And of course Mercy. Um, Mercy is, you know, part of that meta. <laughs> So I'm trying to get good with her, be, be a good healer to the team, you know? I'm, I'm pretty frequent, I, I pre- pretty frequently use Lucio. Um, Lucio's good.
1: He's one of the best um, healers, I like, just to get in.
0: I agree. I agree. And uh, I still currently use Zarya. Never will stop. And uh, I've started to use Fera a bit, too.
1: Well, you're you're really broadening out. Um,
0: I mean, yeah. I, I pretty much use every character. Yeah,
1: I've been trying. There's, there's, I think only th- two, maybe three characters that I kind of avoid because I, I, yeah. I just don't like their play style or, or I'm not very good with them. But uh, yeah, when I first I started playing in the beta, like I was all about um, McCree and Farah uh, and um, a little bit of Reinhardt, and I like Mercy, and that was kind of my staple of characters. And now it's it's really broadened out. Like I play, I play Symmetra a lot. That's one of my my best. Um, characters um and then uh, i've recently gotten into roadhog and diva um yeah just just a lot of characters i, I hadn't really considered
2: before um taylor what about you um generally no <laughs> i i essentially play almost everyone except a small handful and i have no plans to play that small handful there's one i have literally never played and Which would at be? this point, I refuse to play them just because it amuses me to see time played NA. <laughs> Who's that character? Mercy? Yeah.
1: Really? I like Mercy, especially when it's like late at night and like I don't want to really aim a lot. So I'm just like, I'll, I'll just heal you, whatever. You aim for me.
0: Yeah, I, that's uh, exactly I like... why I started playing Mercy, because it's like the lazy character. <laughs> it but kind like,
2: of is. It's, it's like when I play... a
0: really important character.
2: <laughs> yeah, she, She's like the medic from Heroes of the Storm. So
1: uh no, oh, no! You have to be. You have to be positioning a lot when you're a medic. I I find that in Heroes of the Storm, it, it's Sergeant Hammer. When I'm just like, ah, oh, whatever, I'll just sit in this lane and, and shoot the towers. Oh, well, no,
2: I, I, I mean, more specifically, the Mercy's playstyle is kind of like the medics.
1: Yes, I I feel like Mercy is not going to be in Heroes of the Storm just because they are so similar. Um, but yeah, I I'm I'm glad that uh, we all kind of because that, that's what this game's about. I'm really into this idea that the characters in the game are. are they're not characters that you pick your favorites of. Well, I guess you can pick your favorites. But they're more like tools. And like you have to they utilize are. each of them to their best effect depending on what's happening on the map at the time. I really like that idea.
2: That's why it's not free to play.
1: <laughs> um, it's something that the pros have kind of picked up on, but their meta has kind of solidified over the last couple uh, tournaments. Um, the top heroes competitively, kind of being uh, McCree, Mercy, Widowmaker, Winston, and Lucio, with a few others picked uh, a little less frequently. Um, And actually some of the top teams have been running triple McCrees, um, which is kind of due to his all-around good damage. This is, of course, before the um, patch that came out today. Uh, Or some of them were even using six tracers and, and seeing a lot of success with that.
0: Oh God, six
1: tracers. <laughs> and actually, actually, that's something I want to talk uh, talk to you guys about. Uh, what do you guys think of hero stacking? Uh, for those of you that don't know, hero stacking is when you pick multiples of a single character. Um, I know we've all seen a game where we had to fight against uh, uh, five. No, what was it? Four soldiers. Four soldiers with two different healers, um, and uh, they stomped us. Granted. We didn't know a lot about the game back then. We might be able to counter them now, but what do you think of the idea of, of hero stacking, especially in competitive?
0: Uh, I don't like it, and I don't think you should be able to do it at all. Like,
1: uh, like, like, not six of the same character, or not. not uh, even, two, not of even the same... two
0: of the same character. Oh, okay. Like the the characters, like you said, are meant to be played as tools, and typically you shouldn't have same like two of the same tool like
1: like you don't need you don't need six hammers to finish your porch
0: exactly well I mean if you did it would go a lot faster but (laughs) (laughs) um no like what I'm saying is it just shouldn't happen like the game is meant to be played with a team using teamwork and each character um is like like brings the team together
1: they all kind of synergize together
0: Correct. That's what I was trying to say.
1: Yeah, that's not a bad point. Uh, I mean, the only thing like I I'm kind of on two in two minds about this because uh, on the one hand, I do think it's interesting to see. Um, all of a sudden, in the middle of a, of a of a tournament or in the middle of a match, someone doing four, five, six of the same character, or even just just two of the same character, to counter whatever the other team is happening. They just they need more area of effect damage, so, that, so they go to um, to junk rats or, or whatever the situation is. I think that's exciting to see, but I don't want that to be the meta. I don't want everyone to default to multiples of the same character because these this game has such interesting characters. I want to see them, even in, especially in the tournaments, uh, them to be represented. Exactly.
0: I think in competitive play, you should not be able to use two of the same characters. Uh, especially like pro gamers like if you're pro you don't need to have a team that has all the exact same characters like you're you're a pro team for a reason like you work together with the people that you're playing with so you you shouldn't have to like stack your damage like that to win a game
2: But I... well, I oh, okay so i'm gonna finally voice my opinion on this because <laughs> even in the pre-discussion i didn't um I disagree with Brandon's premise. I agree that diversity is good and that's great for the game. But to say you can't have two of the same person, I think, is wrong. And what Brand? Brandon, you seem to think like, having I'm more down of down the same guy, aspect. like, you're s- thinking that's superior than having six people already. By default, if you have six of one person, it's better than six individuals individual characters where I, I think like if you do stack, I'm not
0: saying it's necessarily better
2: then what, why is it a problem if it's not better
0: I just think it should like like Jacob was saying like you, you should have the diversity like they're creating these characters and these um, effects on these characters for a reason yeah I, I think what Taylor,
1: I think what Taylor is saying that like in the game if you if you play like we were saying six tracers or three McCrees you have a, more of a competitive edge? Like, you are going to do better than your opponent if they okay. don't do no, that? No, 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 no. Okay, I'm getting it wrong.
2: What I'm saying way is people should have the freedom to choose, but if they want to do, like, to have six of one character, there are going to be drawbacks, and I think there are drawbacks to doing a strategy like that. There are there benefits. Is. But I, I think there there will be things that that team is lacking, and you just need to exploit that, and then they will have to not be six of those characters. Yeah. Right. Like, I, I like a agree. team
0: of six tracers. I mean, they're all made of glass. I mean, you get a couple damage dealers out there that do area of effect damage, and uh, the tracers won't be able to handle that, even with their fast movements. Like, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I, I think the issue is just that. And you're right. Like, at our at our level, that's what we should do if we ever come across that. But for some reason, at the competitive level, these are the best uh, people at, at playing this game. They were winning by by using these strategies and I, I think that there should be either if it's it's just because the meta has to develop further in the game people like have to learn the counters a little bit better. but I just I don't want to see that all the time in a tournament. I don't I'm not opposed to seeing it sometimes because like Taylor said, there there is counters if they do something like that. I just want them to be, Viable enough, those counters to be to be strong enough, where at the competitive level people can't work past them, and we just see, you know, we just keep seeing McCree's all game, every game, multiple McCrees. Um,
2: well, well, here. that that's more of McCree problem that he got, and he got. Well, there. yeah,
1: I, I'm, but also I'm also talking about like again the six tracers and and the mul-
2: multiple Winston strategies. Well, I, I think that it should also. It still has its advantages for going six tracers. You have stupid amounts of mobility. You oh, can yeah, yeah. Uh, get around things so well. There should be instances where that's a good thing. Yeah, don't get
1: me wrong. That's what I'm saying. Like I want, I want that to be a viable strategy. I just don't want it to be the strategy all the time. Is and it's that's kind of what it was shaked out, shook out to be in the last couple of tournaments. But. Did it. Yeah, um, but hopefully in the. Um, with the patch notes and, and with the, the scene just kind of maturing, these kind of cheesy strategies will will just be, again, tools and not and, and, the only tool. As, as StarCraft has shown me, cheese will never go away. <laughs> well, no, I mean, the the six pool is impossible now. It has to be
2: like a, what, a 12 pool and... And, um, well, that's simply because you start with more drones. Yeah. <laughs> to 6 pool, you have to kill some drones first.
1: But they, they kind of changed the game. Same with um, cannon rushes. Cannon rushes are, are a much less viable strategy. I don't think they are—they entirely went away, but uh, I haven't played StarCraft at the level I used to uh, in quite a while. But I think we've said our piece on that. Um, so the other kind of news that happened for the the game is that Blizzard is taking a zero tolerance approach with Overwatch for hacking. If uh, they discover that you are hacking in any way, uh, they are going to ban you, and there have been widespread reports uh, from, the ban- from the hacking community of those who have been banned that they can't get back into the game even after buying a new copy of the game, setting up a completely new Battle.net um, client with a different uh, uh, username and, and whatnot, uh, even some people have swapped out parts of their computer, and still they are ba- they are banned from playing Overwatch. Um, and I think that is super cool. I'm, I mean, if you are false, if it's a false positive, if you're if you're falsely accused of hacking for whatever reason, um, and you're banned. Maybe you just played
2: too much Watch Dogs. Who knows? <laughs>
0: Oh, Watch Dogs too! Don't get it.
2: Uh,
1: <laughs> don't pre-order it. Oh, come on, we don't. We don't know. Yes, don't pre-order. But, um, but yeah, what, what do you guys think of this? Like, I, 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 love this idea. Again, false positives. That super sucks. And hopefully, there's some sort of recourse. But if you're hacking, get out of the game. I don't want you.
0: I agree.
2: I mean, it's like yeah, cool beans. Okay, cool.
1: <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, the other big news, for, at least for for the developers of Overwatch, is that the game has hit, as of today, over 10 million active players. That is massive, is...
0: and that is way over 9,000. <laughs> that's like an MMO
2: right there.
1: <laughs> that's uh, that's what WoW had 10 million subscribers at its height, correct?
2: Uh, I think it might have been like 12.
1: I mean, granted, that's impressive for for uh, World of Warcraft because that was. 12 million subscribed players that were each playing 15 bucks a month every month which is super That's impressive ridiculous. but I mean this game has been out for what like it's not not even a month just not just even a month for three three four weeks and uh, it is doing amazingly well so I'm excited well, more people in the game more people talking about it bigger community I love it um the other big news as of today is the patch notes. Uh, patch notes, uh, or rather, the game's first patch came out today, and uh, let me go through it real quick.
2: NERFS!
1: <laughs> yes, there it is mostly nerfs. Um, now this is only for the PC version of the game. Jeff Kaplan has stated that the console versions will be updated in a much larger patch, uh, slightly farther down the line. But for the PC, uh, McCree's alternate fire on his, uh, his fan the hammer move has been uh, slightly changed. Um, basically, the recovery time, uh, or the amount of time McCree needs before he starts reloading, was decreased uh, by fractions of a second. Um, basically, it just allows him to reload faster after he uses Fan the Hammer. However, the nerf part comes from the bullet damage being decreased from 70 per shot to 45. Um, that's quite quite a drop. I don't have the percentage. I'm not that good at math math on on air, but. That's that's a big drop. I mean, that's that's what, 25 points? Um, that, that's some damage. Now, the reason stated for this was because McCree, like we were seeing in, in competitive, uh, was doing too well against like, basically everyone he came across. Um, they wanted him to kind of be good against the squishier characters, but not against tanks specifically. Um, and he was just destroying them previously. So hopefully with this change, he can still outright kill, um, again, the squishier characters, but if he comes up against a tank, it's more of a drawn-out fight. Which, he might win in the end, but not always. Um, what do you guys uh, think about this? I, I mean, I'm totally for it.
0: I'm totally for it. It needed to be done.
1: Yeah. The the only thing is that I... It might be slightly more difficult to kill those squishy characters now, but I feel the amount of overkill you had when you fanned the hammer, especially at, at, at close range, was... A, this this will still kill pretty much everybody.
2: McCree can just look at a tracer and she'll die. It's an amazing ability.
1: <laughs> Speaking of uh, looking at a tracer and she'll die, Wittermaker was also slightly changed around. It's pretty much a nerf. But um, uh, her alternate fire, which is her scoped shot, the base damage on it was decreased from 15 per shot to 12. Um, however, um, uh, headshots will now do uh, 2.5 times damage instead of 2 times damage. Uh, so what this means is that uh, body shots will no longer do as much damage, but headshots will do more, so it's more rewarding for skilled play.
2: Uh, the headshots do the same damage. It's a straightener. Oh
1: yeah, sorry, you are right. Um, because of how the math works, it's actually...
0: Uh, yeah, I like
2: how you were like, it's pretty much... An- no, no, it's a straightener. <laughs> um, the other
1: thing that was changed on her is that players must now wait... For the unscoping animation to completely finish before scoping again, so you can't just like keep it scoping, unscoping, scoping, unscoping, as you've seen some some players do, as is popular in Counter Strike. I will like
2: 360 no scope them though. You
1: can, you just can't 360 no scope, 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 over and over and over again.
2: It looks so good at my dubstep <laughs> <laughs> Um
1: For those of you that don't know, although I'm sure many do, very talented Widowmakers can do some scary stuff. Um, And they're just trying to keep those people at a very high skill cap. Like, yes, you can still...
0: a good Widowmaker is a really good shutdown character.
1: Yeah, and they just want to make sure that that... Like, if you are that good with Widowmaker, it's not because she's too easy to use. It's because you are just insane at pointing and clicking and making things die. Um, the other nerf to her was her infrasight ultimate. Um, the charge cost is decreased was increased by 10%, so it'll take you 10% longer to charge it up. Um, the developer comments on this were that in the right hands, Widowmaker can feel unstoppable. even when just landing body shots instead of critical headshots, the changes to her alternate fire weaken body shot damage while leaving her headshot damage unchanged. Additionally, we feel her ultimate ability, the infrasight, was coming up too frequently, especially considering its impact on the game. So yeah, nerfs to to Widowmaker and McCree. Uh, again, I, I think that's that's cool. Um, it's kind of what I wanted to see, especially from very high skill cap or very high skilled characters. They can really abuse those characters. Um, do you guys have anything add to add, or should I move on to some of the bug fixes that went into the game?
2: Oh, okay. Uh, Zenyatta mains will be happy. Yeah. Um, yes.
1: Zenyatta and Tracer can no longer just be killed outright from a body shot by uh, Widowmaker.
2: Yeah, that's exciting.
1: It is! Uh, Speaking as someone who plays Zenyatta a fair bit, um, it's nice. Uh, I don't have to keep hiding behind like dumpsters and stuff to make sure I don't die. Um, So the other news is the interview that Jeff Kaplan did with uh, PC, or not PC Gamer, um, with Eurogamer. It's a bit old now. A little bit old, but again, we we missed a week, and there was some some juicy nuggets in there that I want to to to. I don't know why I said juicy nuggets. That just
2: sounds weird. But uh... well, I think I like to think Sombra is a juicy nugget.
0: Well, it's not like a moist <laughs> we don't nugget.
2: know um, yet. Maybe she's maybe she's like
1: Widowmaker and she's undead. And Widowmaker is juicy as they come. <laughs> Uh, So, from Jeff Kaplan's interview, uh, if you guys want to to find it, again, it's on um, Eurogamer, and I would uh, encourage you to look at it, but some of the finer points of it are, um, he brought up Hero Balance, Uh, McCree was teased at at having his damage reduced, which he did have, but they're also considering uh, buffing D.Va, either her damage or her survivability, they know, they think one of them will happen, but probably not both. And I want to get your guys' opinion on this, because I have just started uh, using D.Va recently, kind of fallen in love. I love her mobility, um, and I love just her sustained damage output. Even though it's not a lot, it can kind of keep people's heads down. Um, and I've noticed that if I get into a fight, especially a one-on-one, or, or if I'm, I'm facing a large group of enemies, my health depletes stupidly quick, and it's because her headshot zone is not only much larger than other characters, for those of you that don't know, don't know, it's 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 the whole area of her cockpit. It's also center mass. So the area where everyone is kind of aiming, just naturally, is where your critical shot, uh, spot is. So I would like to see them either decrease that area or move it slightly, or maybe uh, make it less than a two times critical shot because it, it just, Kills your survivability, and granted, you can get out of your, uh, your you get out of your mech when you, when your mech dies, um, so you can still have an impact on the field. But I think as a tank, it really nerfs her. What about you guys?
2: I think it really depends on the direction they do want to go with her. Because like that, that can be. They could use that as a serious drawback for her, and then buff other aspects of her to make her really strong in those aspects. And it really just depends on which niche they find really fits her.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, because like, if they buff Diva's damage, which is something that they're considering, because um, she kind of she has problems in a one-on-one, um, because they're they're shooting her critical zone and she's not doing much damage. If she, if they buff her damage, then yeah, maybe they're doing a lot of damage to her, but she might be able to kill them outright, um, which is which is interesting. I, I I would like to see what kind of niche they, they settle on for for Diva because she's a very interesting character. But yeah, that she can melt really quickly if, if uh, she's pointing the wrong direction.
0: Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate, but uh, I I I think if they were to increase her her buffer damage. It would make her a much more interesting character. Yeah, I, I, because I would... people would uh, would would second think going up against Diva, where now like pretty much doesn't matter who I am. She's certainly nervous against Diva as long as she doesn't have the reflection on. Yeah,
1: and even then, like she's not damaging you. So, yeah, that, that I, I would like to see what what's uh, upping her damage does to her um,
2: place in the game. It's they said that makes her a skirmisher.
0: Boom. it would yeah it, it would it would make her an actual tank character where i feel mm, like right now she is is not a tank it would put her into
1: a similar situation as uh, sonya from from Heroes of the Storm sorry that that's a game i played a lot so i'm going to go back to it but it she uh, sonya is ostensibly a tank um and she can take a lot of damage but she also dishes out a lot which makes her a big threat on the battlefield and maybe that's somewhere that they want to take diva where yeah she can take a lot of damage maybe not as much as some of the other tanks, but also she can put out so much damage that you have to deal with her, you have to focus on her. Um, which is an interesting concept for, for, for tanking. Um, the other note from the um, report was uh, that competitive mode will be into the game hopefully by the end of June. Uh, that Seasons will last for about 3 months. Uh, there will be demotions if you lose a lot of games um, in your uh, standing. So you're not you're not just going to keep building up. If you keep losing games, you will drop in the rankings. Which I think is kind of typical and, and, and pretty normal for me. Coming from... Well, yeah, from, it
0: makes sense.
1: From StarCraft and such, but... I know that some people... Because it is, like this game is... is I, would, I don't want to say casual, I would rather use the term accessible. It's very accessible and, and some people might just want to play this game in a very casual manner. And if they get into competitive and see their rank dropping because they suck, might not feel good. But also, uh, to that I say, don't play competitive, play free play. I agree. Uh, yeah. Now, a topic very near and dear to Taylor's heart is that Jeff Kaplan oh, hinted, hinted towards a new character by the name of Sombra. Uh, is you, this near and dear to my heart?
0: Because
1: you kept bringing it up in, in pre-show. <laughs> Um, I was just
2: reading. Well,
1: in either case, you have the notes in front of you. Would you like enlightening our audience because uh,
2: that is going to be the next hero that is going to be entering the game? Well, uh, so we think. Uh, we keep seeing things about Sombra. Like Reaper mentions her. There's a newspaper in Dorado that mentions her. Yeah. There's a mysterious figure that pops up all over the place. Who's a sniper? And there's just all this other stuff going on about Sombra. And we don't know if the mysterious figure and Sombra are absolutely connected. They might not be, but who knows? Jeff Kaplan does. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, it's just right now we're looking for clues. We're splitting up. And hopefully we find Jenkins. Old Man Jenkins. Who is Sombra. That's who (laughs) Sombra actually is. It's Old Man Jenkins.
1: If you take off the, the mask, the Jenkins mask, it's actually Sombra. Um, yeah, so Jeff Kaplan hinted that there are many many hints already in the game and in the other resources around the game uh, about Sombra that we haven't discovered yet, so that's gotten the community kind of on a on a bit of a hunt. Um, and also, the, the line you mentioned that Reaper says, it's, uh, it's something along the lines of, this would go differently if Sombra was here.
2: It was literally what I said in the beginning of the podcast. Uh, do you have that quote? I, I forgot.
1: Where's Sombra when you need her? Where's Sombra when you need her? So, by the, the phrasing of, of that, it sounds like they're partners, or they were partners. Which, uh, they're they might be part of Reaper. Or, not Reaper. Talon. Talon. Yeah. Talon the, Reaper. The organization. The organization. That's, that's his Reaper, name. Reaper and Widowmaker are part of. Which is cool. I would like more more flat out uh, villains in the game because really, right now all we have is is Junkrat and Reaper or, um, Reaper and Widowmaker and then also Junkrat and Roadhog are kind of bad guys you can't even have a
2: full team of antagonists I know, Like I, I want that I, I love
1: themed teams, Like that's just a cool idea to me, just for fun like six tracers <laughs> super themed <laughs> um, they're
2: stuck in the time stream one each ahead of each other
1: oh god,
0: god that would be so confusing
1: it would be funny if, if um, they decided that they, they decided Brandon was right. No more um, hero stacking except for Tracer because she can do it lore-wise.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>
2: then we find out Winston's actually a clone and there's thousands of Winstons. <gasps> oh god, because he's a scientist? Oh my god. Like, uh, the the lab on the moon is a cloning lab? We, we just may never know these things. Jeff, Cap? We'll never know. Jeff we knows.
0: Maybe, maybe we'll get a moon map.
2: I wouldn't be surprised. I honestly wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> it's not even a facility. It's just open moons.
1: <laughs> all the characters... The just Primal Rage, just jumps to Earth. Oh, I was going to say all the characters just die slowly because they don't have breathing equipment except for Widowmaker because she breathes slower. Um, but speaking well, about... Well, I don't
2: think that counts.
1: <laughs> speaking about new, um, a potential moon map, uh, Kaplan also said that there were going to be more maps and more heroes, obviously. Um... Then Yann and Bastion
2: would be broken on the moon. Oh yeah, they don't have to breathe. Yeah. Go yeah. them. <laughs> um, like Bastion needed more.
1: Bastion, Bastion can be countered. I think the community is kind of slowly figuring out how to deal with them. Kill him. Yeah, exactly. Especially from behind a Reinhardt shield with a, a Widowmaker. That's my preferred strategy. Mostly because I usually play with two people. Um, Kaplan also said that the play of the game system is going to be receiving updates, uh, potentially different camera angles to make it more cinematic, which is uh, cool. I, As much as I love the play of the game system, I feel like it could use some improving, especially when it's just like, some of the plays of the game are just like, why
2: they didn't they didn't do anything?
1: Why is that part? But... it shows
2: him getting a double kill, and it's like, bitch, I killed the entire team.
1: Yeah, like, I literally had that today. I got uh, a four-man kill, and uh, it was um, a Soldier 76 who got two kills and nothing else, but it it happened on the point, which, as we know... um, uh, Is the point. Kills that happen near the objective count more than kills that happen away from the objective.
2: That's why you don't spawn camp your enemies, Jacob.
1: Go. Go Uh, Some other tidbits from the uh, article are that um, uh, the high bandwidth option used in custom games was uh, almost not used and if you guys are going what the hell is a high bandwidth option in custom games, now you know why it wasn't used. Um, Basically, it's just an option to test out um, higher ping and higher bandwidth usage and tick rate for their servers to see if that kind of makes any difference to the game. I know there's been discussion about the tick rate on the servers for the game being a little low, but uh, there's a handy-dandy YouTube video um, that Overwatch the Overwatch team put out kind of explaining how that all works and kind of dispelling some rumors, and I would encourage you to go check that out. Um, but they've made some improvements to it in today's patch uh, to hopefully get more people to use it and, and get more valuable data from it, which will be interesting to see if uh, if that leads to the game being a little more uh, responsive, uh, I think that pretty much does it for the article. There was lots of information Man, in there.
0: That is a lot of news.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, we again we missed we missed a week, so we had to get get through it all.
2: And that's pretty much the podcast, right? Guys?
1: <laughs> no, as always, we're going to be covering uh, a new character, and today we're going to be doing McCree. Rootin' tootin',
2: straight shootin'. Southwesterner, McCree. And we have to throw out all of our notes because of the patch happened.
1: Yeah. Um, not all of them. All he's of still... them.
2: Even on his character art.
1: <laughs> he's Zenyatta now. Don't know how that
2: happened. He's a cyborg. Well, and it, that didn't change. He's a full robot now. I. He's, he's also a lizard robot? It's weird. <laughs> I really like how so many of the characters
1: are, like, they have, like, cybernetic limbs and stuff. I, I, I like that Blizzard went there, because, like, they are all, all war veterans. They would... They may have lost limbs, or they would replace the limbs to do better in, in combat. And I, I like that Blizzard... Kind of off to the side, but it, it's... They, they included that in their in their mythos. I enjoy it. But getting to McCree, a uh, brief story um, part of, of this segment... McCree was originally part of the Deadlock Gang, which trafficked arms across the southern states of America. Uh, The gang was busted by Overwatch and McCree was given the choice of prison or joining Blackwatch, the secretive um, black ops part of uh, Overwatch. Um, Finding purpose in Overwatch and freedom within the Blackwatch uh, covert ops, McCree attempted to atone for his past um, transgressions. Uh, eventually, sensing corruption within Blackwatch, McCree cut loose and went underground before Blackwatch and Overwatch's demise. Um, he kind of roamed the the the, the globe uh, as a gun for hire, but only for causes he believes are just. Um, so that's kind of where McCree's story has left off. He isn't one of the more developed characters, but there is some cool interactions, seeing as he was from part of Watch, but he wasn't. Corrupted as uh, Reyes was, so it's interesting to to kind of get some more insight there. Um, but getting to his <clears throat> excuse me, getting to his um, kit, his basic attack is a, a hit scan weapon. For those of you that don't know, hit scan just means that there is no travel time for the bullet. As soon as you click the the mouse button, it uh, it deals its damage to wherever you're pointing. Um, Unlike Hanzo's arrows, which are a projectile weapon that have travel time and drop-off before they reach their target. Um, Speaking of drop-off, McCree's pistol shot does less damage at range, although I'm not sure exactly by how much. Uh, They did this early on in the beta to try and counter his effectiveness at long range because he was taking out snipers with uh, with, uh, well-aiming players. The alternate fire on the Peacemaker, as it is known, is Fan the Hammer, uh, which will empty any remaining shots on the gun. The gun f- fires fairly wildly, but uh, as uh, we w- were discussing, it does a lot of damage. Um, not as much as it used to, but it'll still kill pretty much any, any non-tank character. Um, do you guys have anything to say about uh, his basic or alternate fire?
0: I mean,
1: it's, it's pretty fun. straightforward. <laughs> it's a gun. It's a pistol. Uh, Taylor, I, I, seeing as you love pistols in games, I would have thought that you gravitated, would have gravitated towards McCree. Um,
2: I'm awful at him. I've come to that realization
1: as well. I am also awful
2: at him. Uh, one of my biggest problems is actually just aiming. So someone who's like really just like, hey, you should aim really well. I'm like, well, crap. I need someone whose ultimate just aims for me. Hey, yeah. thanks.
1: <laughs> I I'm not the worst at aiming, but every time I miss, I feel like I am worthless. <laughs> like I should have hit him. You are exactly. So I just I have slowly gravitated away from characters who who are are very uh, aiming oriented. Uh, and uh, me and Roadhog are having a very wonderful relationship together. But getting back to McCree. His shift ability is the combat roll, which lets him quickly dodge out of uh, the way, uh, which is super useful in close uh, fights. But it also reloads his gun. Um, So when you fan the hammer, again, it'll shoot any remaining bullets in the gun very, very quickly. And then if you combat roll, your gun will be full right away. and You can fan the hammer again, and that's where so much of his burst damage comes from. And it's what lets him eliminate... You can if you miss with the first fan of the hammer, you'll kill them on the second. Basically, unless you're me and Jake. <laughs> well, that's that's how I played McCree. It was a shotgun. Um, his other ability is flashbang, where he throws a grenade at very close range that will stun a target. It's uh, one of the I won't say few, but it's one of the crowd control or movement impairing abilities in the game. It's a hard stun; uh, characters won't be able to do anything for for a second or so. It is a um, long second. Yeah, it, it, when you get
0: stunned, you're just like God. Ah, oh, fuck! I gotta go. This is the, I'll this go is make it. Some, this is the end of me.
1: I'll go make some tea, contemplate my life choices, and now I'm dead. That's uh, kind of how it feels. Um, you can. Well, use that, it. that go sounds ahead. like a low level burst then. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it stuns feel like a long, like an eternity when when you get hit by them. But when you use them against other people, they don't feel quite long enough. Funny how that happens. Um, so you can use the flashbang to catch out more mobile targets uh, or just uh, basically win any duel because you uh, stun your target and then fan the hammer uh, and if they're still not dead you combat roll and fan the hammer again and now they're dead. Uh, is, is basically his combo. And then you type out an all chat cheese no read. Oh yeah, exactly. That's, that's the other part of the APM um, skill cap of, the, of this character. Uh, His ultimate is known as Deadeye. Um, During it he will move slowly, but he will home in on all visible targets uh, in his line of sight. And then uh, once uh, a a skull appears over a target, it means that you can one-shot kill them. Um, It's very effective, but again, you are very vulnerable while this is happening. And if people get out of your line of sight, then it's useless. Or, as I've come to learn and and have come to abuse, uh, if someone is behind a Reinhardt shield or other sort of barrier, um... McCree will still get the headshot, or the one-shot kill notification, but it will not go through the shield.
2: Just a, a heads up. Uh, he also can walk really fast with Lucio during that, so be careful. Ooh, that's an interesting Very combination. Bad, yeah. I never considered that. You can't get away from it. It's <laughs> so fast. You
1: literally turn a corner and he's there. he's there already from being across the map. Um... So yeah, I like using this ability from behind cover and then walking into where the enemies are. Or the best is to use it from behind them or from up above them. Somewhere where they're not going to see you. Because the it's high noon kind of emote uh, is very, very audible. And you start to glow, actually. So you're very visible while it's happening.
2: Well, it is high noon. And generally, cowboys glow at high noon. It's true. (laughs) They're they're somewhat like vampires. Um, Except only at high noon. (laughs) <laughs> it's the only time it happens.
0: And only after many beers.
1: <laughs> Brandon sees a lot of glowing things after a couple beers. Um, so McCree, post-patch, or rather pre-patch, was widely regarded as one of the most powerful heroes in the game. Um, just because he was so good at all ranges. Like His, his gun shot pretty accurately and did a, a fair amount of damage at long range. Um, at medium and close range, he was just deadly with his with his um, flashbang combo. Um, but now, post nerf, we'll see if if he kind of is brought back into line. Um, and especially with his ability, his, with no longer having the ability to uh, destroy tanks, we'll see we'll see if uh, if he settles back down into the with the rest of the crew. Um. So one of McCree's main philosophies is that he's the dueler of the characters. In a one-on-one fight, he can basically take out anyone. Um, and I want to ask if you guys thought that this was inherently a problem with his with his kit or not.
2: No. No. Okay.
1: Any any reasons behind that? Because uh, I I agree with you. I, I I feel like it's important that they have we have a character who in a one-on-one. It's fight... a team
2: game. Play with your yeah, team.
1: Exactly. Oh. Beat him. Um,
2: uh,
1: there are lots of characters who can kind of get out of hand, and McCree stops them. Uh, like a, a tracer, if, if you can flashbang her, she stops in her tracks and you can kill her. Uh, Genji is kind of a bit of more of a problem because he can reflect your flashbang at you. Um, so it becomes more of a skill slash mind game between the two, but he can counter them as well.
2: Uh, well, were you were just saying there was some sort of skill in playing Genji?
1: A little bit. There's yeah. no
2: skill in playing Genji.
1: There is a little bit, yeah. There's an absolute <laughs> salty as ever I see. Um now what are you guys' strategy when you're using McCree? Shoot the enemy. That is a good strategy. I should try that.
2: Um yeah, it doesn't get more complicated than that, bro.
1: Yeah, really, I mean use his combo, like we said. Flashbang, fan the hammer, roll, fan the hammer. Things should be dead by now. Um But uh, I have noticed um, that people kind of rely on Fan the Hammer too much, uh,
0: and... I feel like that's what the majority of the shots coming out of McCree are, is just Fan Hammers. Yeah. Stun, Fan Hammer, roll, stun, Fan Hammer, roll. And like, he is
1: effective at medium range, and and he can still do some damage at long range, uh, but people don't really seem to, to use that all that much. Um, Which is a bit of a shame. Well, I wouldn't say shame because he was so prevalent, I didn't want to deal with him at every range. But uh, hopefully with his nerfs, um, people can kind of rely less on the fan the hammer. It'll be interesting. Um, Now getting to the counters for McCree. um, Any character who can attack from long range has an advantage over him. Uh, Specifically the snipers or the... um,
2: or Farah from long range can kind of deal with him fairly effectively. Uh, Anyone that has like can like shoot and it goes very far. Yeah, they they can hurt him from long range. So most people, since most people have guns.
1: I, I mean, like, there's lots of characters in the game who who, <laughs> who are very close range orientated, and he can just destroy them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm a sniper roadhog. Come on, <laughs> I snipe people as well.
0: That'd be impressive.
1: It would, it
2: would be almost impossible. I mean, impossible. I've
0: gotten hooked from pretty far away. <laughs> I kill people with my hook.
2: Just, like, not even shooting them, just dead with the hook. <laughs>
0: Sniped.
2: That does happen. It, it feels
1: pretty great. How um, Oh, yeah, no, I know. I, it, it's happened to me a couple of times. Um, another strategy that I found uh, pretty effective is to use Junk Rap. Um, there was a specific game I was playing. Well, it was multiple games where I was getting destroyed by McCree, and I said, screw it, I don't want to get anywhere close to him, so I'll just be Junkrat. And I noticed a corner where a specific uh, McCree player kept appearing from and, and, and um, flash banging us and taking us out. So I just put a trap there, waited for him to come in, and then just lob grenade that until he died. Uh, also with Junkrat you can kind of stay away from the from the fight, let your tanks absorb the brunt of his damage, and then you can kind of kill him with AoE damage. Uh, what have you guys been doing to, to counter McCree?
0: Pretty much um, what you've been talking about. Yeah. Um, getting getting long-range attacks in on him.
1: Yeah, I find Farah again, also very effective with that area, area of effect damage and
2: long-range. Uh, the characters I play, I, I generally decide to kill him. And generally, the characters I, I, I play frequently uh, are able to kill people fairly efficiently. So... That works
0: out. Well, that's great, Taylor. I don't play
2: Mercy, so it's not like I I have problems killing people.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you just uh, uh, amp boost the Bastion, and then he takes care of your problems for you.
2: Um, Yeah, well, I, I can't do that, since I don't play Mercy.
1: Oh, you don't play Mercy. Sorry, I thought you said you play Mercy. Um... The thing with McCree that I've noticed as I've I've stirred like I've been trying to get better at the game is that his combo like he relies so heavily on his combo that it's fairly predictable when you face him. Um, if you see him coming, I've generally gotten to the point where I can negate um, his his dueling with me. Like I'll, I'll I'll back away if I've seen that he wasted or used his flashbang already. I'll engage because I know that. Most McCrees are much less confident in a fight if they don't have that flashbang to, to kind of rely on. And it's, it's just something that, that I've, I've kind of tried to keep track of. Like, oh, is there a McCree on the enemy team? Uh, have I noticed a flashbang go off? Uh, yes, engage. No, back up, try and do damage from afar. Uh, don't engage him until he uses that flashbang. Uh, and I think that's that's pretty much covers us. Wraps us up on McCree. Um, Didn't even talk about how he looks and the direction of his art style. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we could get into that. I know Taylor that you you're not the biggest fan of him, and I.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. So Blizzard likes to make things
2: awesome, awesome. Um, not just awesome, but what I said previously, and, and like they do it in Warcraft, they do it in Starcraft 2... And, and I feel McCree is probably one of the more off the mark characters that that happens with in Overwatch. And essentially, um, one thing I can like say outright is like the Banff belt—that's like one step too far. It's like okay, Blizzard, that's okay. Yes, he's awesome. Okay,
1: okay. I mean, like, yeah, they they do love to make their characters pretty cool and awesome. And in the case of uh, a Roadhog, they like to make him jossom. But I do agree. As much as I love Cowboys, and I love Cowboys, I, I, um, Good, the Bad, the Ugly. Watched is...
2: Cowboys and Aliens ten times.
1: <laughs> Good, the Bad, the Ugly is, I think, my favorite film ever. Um, uh, and this guy is basically Clint Eastwood. But yeah, something about it's the the Banff Belt does not add to my liking of of him. And he's just like he seems a little bit too cool for school. Just I don't know. Something about his design slightly bugs me, but he is still a cowboy, so... I don't know. He's a badass
2: mother... Whoa there. I would tell you not to do drugs in the same school. Ah, uh, I have to edit that now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, also- I will. I will deal with it. But yeah, McCree. He's uh, pretty powerful if you know how to use him, but if you know how to counter him, maybe we'll see him less, especially with these nerfs. So, last thing I want to touch on is the play of the week. Exciting stories that we've had, and uh, any exciting stories that you guys have sent in to us. Uh, I have a pretty funny one that wasn't uh, from me, but uh, it was amazing nonetheless. Uh, do you guys have anything to share before I go into it?
2: Uh, being Lucy on knocking people off things is one of the greatest things.
0: Yeah, no, still <laughs> It fair. really is one of the greatest things. <laughs>
2: It makes me so happy just to watch them fall, and they look at you as they're falling. So <laughs> like,
0: no, no, why did you do this to me?
2: There was, and, recently... and then the other times where a tracer just blinks forward down a hole, and it's like they oh, didn't recall back. <laughs>
0: I've never seen that one. Oh, tracers! There was
1: recently a um, uh, a post on on the Reddit um, overgifts, as, like, as I like to call it. Uh, where a roadhog hooked another roadhog on the Nepal map with a big um, hole in the floor, and he dro- the the enemy roadhog dropped down, but not before hooking the roadhog that hooked him and pulling him down like the Balrog from uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, oh
0: my God! It was amazing. pretty great.
1: And then the best part was that the roadhog that got hooked to begin with posted his version of events later on <laughs> once he saw how popular that gift became. It was uh, it was pretty great for the uh moment from the subreddit um but for my own personal play of the uh play of the game it wasn't so much a play as as what happened around the game um uh uh, had been playing the game uh with someone who was being really mouthy in the chat on her team uh and then when the second phase of the match started they were picking their characters and he slam picked um, junkrat Uh, and then someone else on the team pick Junkrat, and he started typing furiously in all caps in the chat, like, I pick Junkrat first, like, get off of him. Uh, and so the entire team proceeded to pick Junkrat, and they didn't switch off until he left the game, uh, which didn't take very long. And so they were able to congratulate themselves, uh, pick an actual balanced team, uh, and continue on to win the match. So it was pretty, pretty great. Um... I'm noticing a distinct lack of amusement from you guys.
0: Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, it was. Don't, it was don't, don't bad.
1: worry. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm, I'm making
2: it awkward or anything. I'm used to it. To that, don't worry. Uh, we discussed this like before anyone. We already knew his story, so we were just kind of like letting him say it.
0: He was very we, proud of it. I, it wasn't, we were discussing. It didn't even it happen to me. I before. thought it was hilarious.
1: I just, I just hate assholes in games. I just brought a tear to my eye. try some more. But I think that's uh, pretty much wraps us up for this episode. Um, next week we'll be covering... Uh, Farrah. Sorry. We'll be covering Farah next week. And we'll have an I want to know who uh... Farah. is. It's the next character after Sombra. It's actually Torbjorn's um, mother.
2: I, I would have assumed that it was like a Pharaoh skin, but... <laughs> you could go that route too.
1: No, it, it's the skin for... Um, Lucio, when he knocks people off, they just go ah, so they decide to make a skin.
2: Uh, but, but and that's somehow also Torbjorn's mother now. You're just being silly.
1: Imagine that. All right, guys, we're clearly losing it, and by we, I mean me, I am losing it. Uh, so please tune in next time for all this silliness. Uh, if you like what you hear today, if you like what you heard today, rather, please consider subscribing or giving us a rating on iTunes. We also have another show called Press A to Podcast, where we review different video games every episode. You can follow both shows on Twitter and YouTube at Press A to Podcast. Um, and, that, uh, oh, and then you can reach us by email at owovertime at gmail.com. That's owovertime at gmail.com for any comments, questions, concerns, or don't play of the games, which we'd love to share during that segment. So that's it, everyone. Thanks for listening. Uh, We still don't have an intro for this show, so I'll just say on behalf of Brandon Taylor and myself, thanks for watching and
0: good luck.